Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Hey, everything move. Hey, fo, fo. Hey, everything move. Let me know. Come on. Early. Early. Let's go. Let's go. Third down. Third down. <laughs> Dewan Smoot mic'd up against the Chiefs. You can check out that full episode right now on Jaguars.com. Welcome into Jaguars Drive Time Monday morning. A new week, a new game week, a home game in the Sunday against the Ravens. We are refreshed from the bye week and back for seven more weeks. Ashlyn, Brian, and John here with you on a Monday morning. It's a good thing we're Come refreshed. On. Come on. Because I was tired just watching it. I mean, Smoot plays with such intensity yeah. and energy. He does. He's fun to watch. But chasing down Patrick Mahomes like he did on that, Oof. he needed a bye week. We yeah. all did, but yeah. especially Just him. Just watching him, I need another one. He can be on high on the list of needing a bye week. Yeah, but sure. I think we're second, third, and fourth. Second, third, and fourth. Uh, whichever order you choose. <laughs> and uh, now we're back. And second, third, fourth. He gets to chase down Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Big week. It's even harder. Yes. Big week this Sunday against the Ravens. Let's get into big things. Big thing one is seven. Seven games remain this season in the 2022 season. Christian Kirk with a big picture look of what this team wants to accomplish the rest of the year. When you bring around, you know, the, the same kind of guy that you're kind of looking for, um, you know, there's, you know you're building something special. And, you know, we know right now the season hasn't really gone the way we wanted to. But, you know, you don't really feel – anybody giving up or kind of cashing it in you know everybody's still looking forward to you know what's in front of us and those are the type of people you want to be around and you want to go to work with because it is a long season the NFL is hard it's hard to win football games but you know we're here to to you know produce championship level football and so it's just all about believing you know that we can be the best and so I think uh, you know that's my favorite part you know so far about being here just being part of you know a special group Big thing, too, is 16 the rest of the season. Really, the entire year has been about quarterback Trevor Lawrence making progress, coming off back-to-back consistent performances going into the bye week. Head coach Doug Peterson on his progress. I think, yeah, get it um, is part of it. I think I think he's understanding, you know, our system better. Uh, you know, we're, we're recycling plays a little bit more, so there's there's the verbiage and everything is sort of, you know, easier to, to, to spit out in the huddle than say week one or even in training camp. Um, and, 
all of that really helps him, you know, in, in his in his growth and, and really his development. And it's all starting to sort of come together for him. And big thing three is 85. Math is our strong suit on this show. 44 plus 41 equals 85. Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen. Where is the pass rush? Where does the defense stand? Safety Rayshon Jenkins on that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got seven games left. We're sitting at three and seven. I mean, we can finish with double-digit wins, but like I said, it's going to be hard. It's, it, it's going to be hard, man. So everyone just needs to be on their stuff. Um, really be 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 dialed, man. You got to be dialed in this league, bro. It's, it's like I said before, man. It's margin error is, is, is small, and it's been and it's been killing us lately. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, and I mean, we do have a young team, but we get we get paid. You know, man. We get paid to do what we do. So, so you got to come out here and perform. And there you have it. Those are big things. The bye week is complete. And everyone before the bike was talking about using this week to fix that margin of error and go through the tape and find out what was going wrong and fix it quickly with a talented Ravens team coming in. There's a lot a lot to fix on this to-do list over yeah. the past of, over the bye week. I wonder what's at the top of their list. It's a good question. My guess is it will be something to simplify and play faster on defense. And that's not to say that they haven't been doing some good things, but usually when at midseason when coaches go and look and try to find out, okay, what's going wrong, they usually come up with, well, we're not going to fix it in terms of adding, adding mm-hmm. pieces. Help so us out on the way. Where can we get better? And usually coaches come up with something, okay, the guys need to play faster, they need to be more aggressive, more aggressive especially on defense, and they need to play – without thinking a little more. So I would think you would see some some things uh, simplified. Um, the problem they face with that on defense is I don't know that they're a great man-to-man secondary. Yep. So when you simplify, you have to figure out a way to do that playing zone. Uh, and the pass rush needs to get home more. And I think there's some things when you say uh, there's these huge heavy lifts, if they get a little better pass rush late in games and play better in the red zone, they're a much better team. They're not far, but – I don't know that there's anything film-wise that they're going to fix. It's just a matter of continuing this process of getting better. You're talking about a stop in the Washington game, a stop in the game right. against the uh, the Colts, a stop against the Broncos, which is the difference right now between having six wins and having three wins. Yeah, right? the Texans as well. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, the, every just, game except for the Chiefs. Yeah, just well, a couple of those where all you need to do is get you know one stop to break serve. I'm uh, going to chase down Cody Grimm, the safeties coach, this week for my pregame radio interview. Mm-hmm. And the safeties have played pretty well. But in general, as you talked about, John, this secondary needs to hold up better. They need to figure out what they're going to do with that one corner because I don't think we're going to see the return of Shaq Griffin, right? He's been on IR, but he's not going to be here next year. His salary cap number says that he won't be here next year. And so you, you've been going with Trey Herndon, and we've seen some Buster Brown. If they can just solidify that, improve the coverage, it's tough to make simple. Mm-hmm. But if you can do that, it will help Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker get there. And really, to be honest, Trayvon Walker's pass rush is all about the bull rush right now. I mean, anybody that watches knows that. It's about Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the guy who can change the direction of a game. They need more playmaking from him. Like we saw here in November last year against the Bills, mm-hmm. where he's sacking the quarterback and intercepting the quarterback and forcing fumbles. They need to do whatever they can to get him on track. If they do, 
fourth quarters will be easier for this team. For sure. And it's all about Josh Allen. And Josh Allen has told us, hey, I need to play better. And we all knew this was going to come at some point this season. I'm seeing, I'm sure you all are seeing it, getting questions. Well, what about Aiden Hutchinson? Look how great he's doing in Detroit. And we always knew they weren't going to be the same player, Trayvon Walker and Aiden. But now you see the stats I haven't seen Aiden Hutchinson. Does he he chase guys down 40 yards down the field on screen plays after rushing the quarterback turn and run with the guy? Um, Look, the numbers were always going to favor Aiden Hutchinson this year because he's a more powerful pass rusher. But that's what he is. He's a pass rusher. He's not a complete player like this kid is going to be. It was always a futures gamble on him, not this season. Right, and we knew this was coming. We knew that would happen midway through the season when the stats showed up. And then uh, Trevor Lawrence, we have to talk about him. Big thing to 16 this season, we always knew it was about him. These next seven weeks are certainly about him, but you love where he's going, the progress going into the bye week of consistent back-to-back performances. Yeah, Brian, I think I like – and Ashlyn, not to leave Ashlyn out. Thank um, you. I think I like the fact that the progress has been – I want to say slow, but that it's been steady. Um, I think I feel more comfortable with that than if we had seen, like uh, – a couple of unbelievable games and then and then a drop-off. I like what I saw the last couple of weeks out of him because I feel like it's very sustainable. Uh, what I wonder is when are the gloves going to come off a little bit with the coaching staff and say, okay, Trevor, it's, it, it's time to go downfield. Or is it going to be a case where Trevor starts seeing it a little bit? It's not that he's not going downfield – he throws the intermediate pass very well. He's he's got a rocket arm. You haven't seen those spectacular downfield plays. Some of it, I think, is 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 uh, the receivers aren't quite that kind of receiver yet. Uh, but you wonder when you're going to see the let loose play. But don't you think some of that is the result of him making errant throws, not being willing yeah. to take what they're giving him, and they've wanted to coach him to find what's there, take what's there mm-hmm. before you go down and I think you're right they don't have right now although they will next year with Calvin Ridley right have that guy where, where you have the spectacular down the field to your point where it's been steady with some you know hiccups against the Texans and against the the Broncos with those bad throws in the red zone um that to me says it's real mm-hmm. right it's over and over and over the last two games and you'll hear me say this again in hot takes um he's completed 76 percent of his passes he's playing at a much higher level He's almost ready to start taking what he wants, right? Mm-hmm. There's those development stages. I think it was Bill Polian. Uh, you might recall them better from your days in Indianapolis where he talked about, you know, the first thing is a quarterback's got to figure out what's going on. Right. You know, and then he learns to take what, what's given, and then he starts to dictate, right? Um, and I think he's, he's in between those, the mm-hmm. second and third. And, and we may see him dictate a little bit, but I'm going to save that for my hot take. Mm-hmm. And the biggest difference, Doug called it the bonehead play. You're not seeing that the past right. couple of weeks. where that It's that play where everyone will go back to it and talk about it for the whole week. So that one play. To your if question. you take away again, you can't do this. It, it's the NFL. But you take away two or three plays in the red zone, and they are probably, what's the record? Three and seven. They're probably six and four, five and five. Yep. And he's had two or three game-winning you know, a much different narrative, and I get you can't do that. The point is, there hasn't been that many with him, maybe two games where you just went, oh, he was awful all day. Yeah. Well, you had a bunch of games where it was, ah, that one play. Mm-hmm. Well, that's more fixable than if he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. So <laughs> no, you could see it. That's it. I think he's fine.
I do too. Yes, he is. And when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, some highlights from the first half of the season. Stay with us. Publix, the presenting sponsor of Sunday's game against the Ravens, where shopping is a pleasure. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time, Monday morning. Of course, coming off the bye week to know game highlights from yesterday, but we do have game highlights from the first half of this season. We're going to go to week two against the Colts, a win there. And Christian Kirk, of course, this was the game where he kind of stepped on the scene, and we definitely want to see more from Christian Kirk. Lawrence out of the gun, drops back to pass middle of the field. Christian Kirk toward the goal line. Touchdown, Jacksonville. Two receivers left. Robinson in the backfield. They fake the pitch. Lawrence to run or throw. He's going to throw. He's got Christian Kirk. Touchdown, Jaguars. This was way back week two, the first win for the Jaguars. And this is really the game where we finally saw, okay, what can Christian Kirk do? This is when he was kind of stepping on the scene. And we thought if they can have this every single week, they're going to be okay. He um, he he feels like he has settled in. Yeah. Um, you know, they were trying to force it to him a couple of times, mm-hmm. and we saw turnovers uh, in Philadelphia in particular uh, because of that. But it's, it appears like, you know, they talked about how they played golf when he first got here, and they developed the relationship, and that felt just like talk until the last couple of weeks where it seems like they're on the same page. And it's been a long time around here since we've had a quarterback with a receiver, and the receiver and the quarterback know what the other one is doing. A long time, maybe since Brunel and McCardell. Yeah, Chris uh, is my hot take, so I'll, oh. I'll back off a little bit. But um, he, he has been, I believe, what they expected, mm-hmm. what they wanted. Um, and you can, you're looking right now still for pieces that are going to fit moving forward. Um, again, you talk about earlier in the show liking what Trevor Lawrence is doing because you can trust it to be real as you move forward. I haven't seen Christian Kirk do anything that I don't think he can keep doing and that they can use as pieces. No matter who's in here next year, I could see him having the same numbers he's got right now. Mm-hmm. New people aren't going to take away from what he's doing. So I'll, I'll save the rest of my thought for later. Uh, Brian's got a thought because I see his hand. Yeah, just <laughs> good peripheral vision. Just at that point, um, the numbers might be what they are, but – a catch on a third down and 13, right? Doesn't show up in the stats as anything more than a catch for 13 right. yards. But you may see him have more game-changing plays where he keeps drives alive. All right, let's go to week three, Los Angeles against the Chargers. This was the big game where the turnover ratio was the best it's been all season long. Carter from the eight. Perfect. Throw in, popped in the air, intercepted. Picked off by the Jaguars and brought down. At about the five-yard line is Devin Lloyd, the rookie out of Utah. You will will recall after this game, we had that Monday meeting, and we were talking about, my gosh, this season is going to be electric if the Jaguars can play like this every single game. We were talking playoffs. We were talking wild card. And this was kind of the game where after a couple weeks, you had to almost come back down to reality. Yeah, a little bit. And I think uh, maybe Devin Lloyd is a little bit of an example of that. Yeah. Uh, Meaning he clearly – has a place and an ability in this league and such a nose for the ball uh, that you get excited about the talent. And then you realize he's also a rookie who, who still has to catch up and figure out how to have that talent in the right place every time. Mm-hmm. Feels like maybe that's a little bit of a uh, microcosm of the team a little bit right now. Uh, you like the ability. 
still has to figure out the little details of things to be great, to be winning, to be effective. Well, we saw it the very next week, didn't we, in Philadelphia, where the, the, their offense and their scheme is different anyway, and the mobile quarterback in Jalen Hurts really cost him. Same thing in, in uh, London uh, against the mobile quarterback. Uh, he struggled in that. And, and really, if we're talking about slowing it down like you did in the first block here, uh, he's one of those guys that it has to slow down for. But I'll go back to draft day. And Kyle Whittingham, his coach, was there. I interviewed him in LA, in Las Vegas, and he said, this is a guy who is supremely prepared. He's lost right now. He'll figure it out. But his ability, he got three interceptions and seven passes mm-hmm. defense, maybe eight, and a couple of fumbles recovered. Um, he is a playmaking linebacker. They just have to slow it down and get him in a groove. Mm-hmm. It'll be very interesting to see what they do coming this Sunday against, of course, mobile quarterback with yeah. Lamar Jackson. Is it Moom on the field more? Is Lloyd caught up? I'm very curious to see how they play that out this week. You want a guy like Lloyd, this is a game you want him for. He's got range. Right, yeah. And I, yeah. And the, the topic was, was Chad Muma going to get more snaps than Devin Lloyd? Was he going to get close to it? I wonder if the bye week they were able to catch Lloyd up where that isn't a topic any longer. Stay tuned. Yes, exactly. All right, final one. Let's go to week nine against the Raiders. Travis Etienne, you could argue the MVP of the season so far for the Jaguars. Now first and goal. High snap. Etienne up the middle, and he is in for a touchdown. Stick that ball out and get your first down. Instead, they flick it to Etienne at the five. Cuts it up and in. Touchdown. And the Jaguars pull ahead. You know, uh, he's another guy that had some turnover issues, right? Mm-hmm. A couple of red zone turnovers that were very costly. Um, one against the Texans that re- and against the Giants as well. Those are, are plays that he'd like to have back. And I noticed in this game, and you see it, especially on that 13-yard run to set up that touchdown in the third quarter, where as he got into traffic, you see him, you know, put the ball. He wasn't used to getting caught in college, right? <laughs> it's different in this league, son. It's- and he's figured that one out. Yeah, again, and, and you talk about guys to move forward with, uh, Christian Kirk, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, uh, you feel like all of those guys, I'd even put Kirk in this, are are ascending and, and you feel like they're getting better, more comfortable. You also, I'm not sure how to quantify this, but you also sort of feel, even in those highlights, the season's so long, you almost forget what they were doing against Washington, what they were doing early in the season. You feel like Doug Peterson is figuring out each week more and more what each offensive weapon, how he's going to use them, how he's going to deploy them. Uh, with ETN's the best example. You know, early in the season, sharing time with J-Rob, now all of a sudden he's sort of the key to things. So you're starting to see them get what they're going to be moving forward as well. Well, Doug said in, in his news conference last week, our system, right? He's our system. That's for all the players, not just Trevor, ETN, Kirk. All of these guys have to learn this system and how they're going forward. This was never about 2022. It was always about 2022, 2023, mm-hmm. 2024. Right. That it's big always picture about look. the future, right? All right. And that is highlights from the first half of the season when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time. Some hot takes on a Monday morning. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there. 
If your car is out of manufacturer's warranty, don't get stuck with expensive mechanical and computer screen repairs. Call CarShield now. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time, Monday morning, which means it is time for a hot take. It's kind of a big picture look with no game yesterday. But, Brian, what are you thinking? Um, I think that the Jaguars offense and its ability to create some momentum in the last seven games is going to rely on these two guys, Zay Jones and Evan Ingram. If you look at Kirk, you're looking at a guy who has, uh, what, 65 catches? Uh, I'm sorry, 56 catches and seven touchdowns. These two guys have... 47 and 36 catches, but each only has a touchdown. Combined, they have just about 90 yards more than Kirk has by himself. Kirk has 679. These guys combined have 796, something like that. Mm -hmm. And as a result, these two guys have got to get going. They both have the ability. How many times, John, have you seen Christian Kirk? I'm sorry. Zay Jones running open, right? Mm -hmm. And the quarterback isn't looking for him, doesn't see him. Um, same thing with Evan Engram. There are plays that are there for him, but early on in the season, the quarterback wasn't looking at the tight end. He was looking down the field to make a big play, and they've had to dial him back. Mm-hmm. These two guys have the ability, physical ability, and their understanding of the game to be able to make more plays. If they do, then this offense will reach another degree because it feels like the quarterback's ready to start taking what he wants, as I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, picking apart and getting where he wants to go. But they can't just do it with Kirk and ETN. They need these two guys to step up. Yeah. It was a spam call. Ah, I hate um, when that happens. So, uh, I agree. I think they will uh, get marginally better. I don't know that you're going to see them explode and have huge numbers. But as Brian said, they don't need to get huge, huge better. They need to have, instead of two touchdowns, they need to have combined for three or four by the end of the season. And this team's close enough where marginal differences like that can make a big difference. Mm -hmm. Zay Jones especially. I go back to training camp, and he was the storyline. Christian Kirk was the second storyline. But it's clear you have Trevor and Kirk who have that connection. Trevor's always looking for him, maybe too much at some point, for Zay Jones to come on the scene as well. I think that's the biggest one that stands out to me. Well, and it's more than just those two guys elevating their game. The quarterback has got to make a focus of going through the progression and finding these guys and sometimes taking them instead of trying to force the ball into number 13. I get why you want 13 to have it. For sure. Right? But forcing the ball is taking away play opportunities for those two guys who have the ability to make them. So it's a concerted effort, but if the offense is going to jump up and convert all these yards, they've got so many yards but not enough points. Mm-hmm. Those two guys are going to have to be a factor. Yeah, I think both of those uh, it could benefit too. If they're both here next year, I'm not sure what Evans' future is going to hold because he's on a one-year deal. Uh, I hope he's here because I think, he, I think he likes it here. I think he can be very effective. Um, Calvin Ridley in this offense makes Zay Jones a true two outside receiver yeah. and Kirk a true slot receiver mm-hmm. and a two tight end um I think that could be very interesting to see how they fit I don't know that Zay Jones is a true outside one no I don't think so either. so but is is he a really good compliment to Ridley Kirk is that your formula going forward uh, feels like it could be. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that could be interesting next year. Uh, mine, as I said earlier, Ashlyn, you asked me earlier what my hot take was. Yes. Uh, it's uh, Christian Kirk has answered the questions. And the reason I phrase it like this, I get so tired of, well, is he worth the money? He's not worth the money. He's not worth $18 million a year. Well, 
Who is? Uh, me. But beyond <laughs> that, beyond that, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Beyond me, very few free agents are, are worth $18 million a year. And I don't know how to answer what worth means. I do know Christian Kirk, I believe, has been exactly what they envisioned he would be. If you extrapolate his numbers out, he probably finishes with, what, 11, 12 touchdowns? Yeah. Uh, 1,200 yards. He has also given Trevor Lawrence something to rely on. Uh, I think it has helped the offense overall. So he's answered all the questions. Could he be what they wanted? Uh, To me, if, if he performs like this, there should be no criticism of the move or of Christian Kirk. They had to get better. Right. And they had to pay money to get better. Right. They weren't going to be able to get everything they wanted, but they knew they needed this guy, and they were right about what he would bring them. Well, and they didn't want to spend the draft capital and the cash to go and get either Devontae Adams or Mike Williams in Los Angeles or Tyreek Kill, who's putting up epic numbers in Miami. Um, this guy's making $18 million. Tyreek Hill's making $30 million, mm. right? So, yeah, he set the market for about a I'm day. I'm worth that. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. yeah you're At close, least But this guy's numbers are the best and will finish the best since anyone but Allen Robinson in 2015. Mm-hmm. But we remember that year. The Jaguars were behind, and they were throwing to catch up. And he, he made up a lot of ground, and most of those numbers were when the Jaguars were, were trailing mightily. Um, this guy, it doesn't feel that way at all. It feels like he's keeping them in games with plays that he's making. He's putting them in a position to win, even if they haven't won at the end. Mm-hmm. His numbers won't be as good as Allen's, but they'll be more meaningful than Allen's, I think, if you went back and looked game to game. Yeah, and especially for a year that was all about Trevor Lawrence and helping yep. him. If it's a guy that you can depend on for Lawrence and Kirk, then that's worth all the money in the world alone. 100%. All right, my hot take is. I got to hear this one because I have seen it and I want to know. I want to know where you get it. See, this is why it's a hot take. Okay. Because it builds conversation. The Jaguars will finish the season with seven wins. Now, I think the safer bet, what most people are saying is, eh, the Jaguars could squeak out three more here. I think they finish with six wins. No. This is a hot take for a reason. I think they finish with seven wins. I think they beat the Lions, the Jets, the Texans and the Titans once to finish with seven wins. Well, what do you think about that? Well, so it's interesting because I'm when I'm looking at where the Jaguars finished this season, I'm looking at the Jets and the Lions. The Lions have won three in a row. They uh, have four wins on the season, and the Jets have six wins, and they've lost two in a row. I think. Um, so th- those are good ones. If they beat those two, that'd be really important for this franchise. Yeah, I think it would really be big. We'll talk about it more as you get as we get closer. If they could beat the Texans and the Titans once, and and the Titans once, that gets you three and three in the division. It 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 gets you a, a win over the team that all the fans want, and that's and it's that Titans game. Um, I think what's what's interesting. I, I always hesitate to break down the schedule. Okay, they're going to beat this team, beat this team. Oops! Wow! <laughs> yeah, you got me excited. Hot I take, had, yeah. had the so, reflex. All right, let's go. Um, <laughs> But I think what fans miss is they've been in every game, really, except one. The Chiefs, they were sort of in, but, yeah. you know. Kind of sort of. So they couldn't take advantage of opportunities to stay in. I don't see a scenario in these last seven games. I, th- I think they'll be in six up. So can you close it? Can you do the things that you haven't done in the first half of the season? So I don't think Schlin's four wins is, is that ridiculous to take. So 
well, you made <laughs> it job, seem man. like it was <laughs> ridiculous at the beginning. Well. Would you feel better if I said six wins? Would you be like, all right, that, that can happen? Six? Yeah. Oh. Finish with not oh, six, overall, the rest yeah, of the yeah, seven. <laughs> say, Gosh. go big or go home. Uh, yeah, I'd feel, yeah, yeah, I think they'll get to six. I don't know if they'll get to seven. But That's the, the one game. That's right. It's well, a big it's difference. It, again, they, they had a stretch of schedule with the Texans, Colts, uh, Broncos, and Raiders where they could have compiled some wins. For sure. And they couldn't do it. That was their chance to put up a big number in terms of the win column this year. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think seven is achievable. Yeah. All right. And that is Hot Takes on a Monday morning when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time. Some closing thoughts on the Jaguars Digital Network. Move the freight, move the freight. Magellan Transport voted coolest office space in Jacksonville. Apply online at MagellanLogistics.com. Back for one more segment, Monday morning, Jaguars drive time. Big week ahead, getting ready for a home game on Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens, who are coming in here hot. That mobile quarterback, Lamar Jackson, it's going to be quite the challenge coming here on Sunday. But we have a big week getting ready for it. What do you guys got this week? Uh, I'm going to chase down Cody Grimm, as I mentioned, for mm-hmm. radio. But in particular, to talk about the safeties. Uh, because I think we've all seen Rayshon Jenkins has had a big impact in the box this year. Uh, but Andre Cisco has played at a very high level the last couple of weeks. He's played very, very well. And I, he was, you know, persona non grata at Arrowhead Stadium. But when you go back and watch, um, that wasn't a dirty hit, as I said last week. He's, he's really starting to take a step up. Um, he's one of those guys that you really need to be able to count on going forward. So I want to talk to him about his safeties. Love it. I believe Andre Cisco uh, is our targeted guest wow, uh, on the safety podcast. Week. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I had him kid, on the like podcast him. once, uh, I believe, late last season. Mm-hmm. But it was sort of when he was still getting his feet wet. And yeah. uh, I like talking to him. He's, too. he's a sharp kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he'll have more to say not being a rookie anymore. So I'm looking forward to it, and I think fans will enjoy it. Here's a good one. I don't know whether you know this or not, but his mom sent him down from New York where he was a high school football player to play at IMG in Tampa. She thought he had the ability to be a college player, and she sent him somewhere. She thought he could get the most out of it. So I I, 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 I like that story. He's a good kid. He absolutely is. And a little bit of a weird week with Thanksgiving on Thursday. We will have Jaguars drive time on Wednesday morning, not Thursday morning, but stay with us on Jaguars.com all week long as we get ready for this Sunday's game against the Ravens. We will see you Wednesday morning. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins.